up, bitches? We unlocked. We're here. We're ready. They can hear us now. For, for better or for yeah, worse. Yeah. For better or for worse. <laughs> I'm really glad my noise gate cut off that ho oh, yeah I just did. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, did you just try to ho oh, yeah? I, I did the fucking ho oh, yeah. Uh, it, yeah. It, it, it like clipped the. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> what is up, everybody? Today we have got a very special podcast. Today we are talking with the great and powerful Yin Vogt, and of course, my ride or die co host, Mr. Zan Yeet. And we're tackling Activision Microsoft merger. What is it going to be for? the industry what are the ins and outs what's good about it what's bad about it what the issue is well if there's an issue we're just gonna we're gonna hash it all out today and i've been what again so you're on a podcast you're not allowed to resub you're on the podcast Sorry, i already so. did that get fucked thank you for 28 months has it been that long already did you xqc's sus me bro <laughs> hey yo hey yo you said get fucked. <laughs> Refuse in the pod. I do want to, uh, guys, I just had a podcast with Refuse right before this podcast. It was awesome. Highly, highly recommend if you're in chat. Please go over there and shoot him a follow. If you guys are listening at home, also, it is twitch.tv forward slash Refuse. That's R-E-F-U-Z underscore PC. Go shoot him a follow as well, man. Do it. Do it. I actually did go check it out before the stream, and it was pretty good content. So it's fun definitely content. go check it out. Check it out for sure. We got to talk about content creation, but today we're talking about industry news. And uh, let me just open the floor up. Yin, what are your initial thoughts? And can you explain what what's going on? Like lay out the groundwork for this. What? You're putting this yeah. all on me? All, all, all Why are you all dropping you? that in his lap when the motherfucker's trying to eat? Come on, now. <laughs> <laughs> God damn. Get fucked. That's brutal. <laughs> Uh, sir, can you just uh, speak for the next hour about all the goodies about the place? Please, 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 thanks. Carefully <laughs> masticating into your microphone. Every bite, we want to hear it. All of it. He's not. Good talk. Hey, Good talk. <laughs> no, so <laughs> Microsoft buys it's Activision Blizzard. Activision Blizzard's in a really crappy situation. So Microsoft takes the table deal and picks them up for extremely cheap. 68.7 billion. That's still, well, it's still it's the biggest relative. merger. I mean, it's still the biggest merger ever. It's the biggest vertical acquisition ever. It's not like a crossway. Like, yes, it's yes. Not Activision yeah. picking up Nintendo. Yeah, yeah. That would no, be fucking absurd. Yeah, no, it's definitely the, the, the biggest, the, the biggest, what is the best way to put this? I guess the biggest merger news we've had because it's, you know, in the gaming industry, mergers are not uncommon i mean game studios get bought out all the time so it's not like it's new you know what i'm saying uh -oh. oh shit lancemus prime with the resubscribe of 12 a fucking year now uh. lance has been a year now holy crap rookie numbers level do you might as well just leave the stream now with your instant transmission i might have to i might have to instant transmission my ass out of here it might have to happen uh, uh what waffles to say i guess bobby kotnick well, we'll is expected to that. leave oh yeah we're gonna touch on that bobby we got that dude thank you so much lance dude full of gear favorite that's insane bobby. Uh, bobby okay so we everybody at this point pretty much knows that the merger's happening activision blizzard is is expected to be bought out and merged with microsoft parent company um there's some things oh my god more subscribers Interjecting. refuse i trade dude 
Interjection. Oh, you gifted. Oh, you gifted. Bruh. Interjection. Interjection. It won't be a hype train because you already subbed. No, it's a hype train what now. FRL, Miss Dom. Okay. Thank you, Miss Dom. 100, okay, 100 bits so now is a hype train. Interjection. Ignore Lev being a Twitch streamer for five minutes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Microsoft will acquire Blizzard for $95 a share in an all-cast transaction valued at $68.7 billion. Uh, when the transaction finally closes, Microsoft will become the third largest gaming company revenue behind Tencent and Sony alone. Ooh, that's big. That's kind of, they only passed Nintendo. That, or, yeah. They only yeah. passed like one company. They were already fifth. Yeah, yeah, that's the true. The planned acquisition includes iconic franchises from Activision, Blizzard, and King Studios like Warcraft, Diablo, Overwatch, Call of Duty, and Candy Crush. So, what is happening right now? Twitch streaming is going crazy right now. Wow, here comes King uh, Timo now. Got yeah, so it's it's an interesting acquisition because um as I've been reading through this, it's kind of groundbreaking in the sense of it's the first time that a gaming company or just a IT company in general has bought an entire publisher. That's new. It's not that it's a game studio buying a game studio or whatnot. It's the acquisition of an entire publication or a pub an entire like catalog of games and developers underneath that belt. So it's like it's a big, it's a it's a it's like a big deal. It's a pretty big deal. And there's kind of some things that we're gonna kind of go over today about why that is. So let me first and foremost, I'm gonna bring up our first thing today, which is uh, this right here. And basically, all this is saying for everybody who is listening at home. This is on Microsoft, their blog, Microsoft to acquire Activision Blizzard to bring the joy and community of gaming to everyone across every device. <laughs> Sounds nice, doesn't it? <laughs> Sounds so sweet. Like you said, 68.7 billion. And they're now going to own Warcraft, Diablo, Overwatch, Call of Duty, Candy Crush, in addition to any of the esports stuff for MLG, which is super interesting as well. Um... And then, of course, uh, we're going to get into kind of like Phil Spencer taking over as CEO for Microsoft Gaming will apparently be running Activision Blizzard as well, which is super interesting. Like there's a whole bunch that's going to be coming in here. So let's let's start. Let's start with like the good and the bad. Let's just go with like, what is your initial yen? Like, what's your first initial gut feeling about this? I mean, I think it's ultimately a positive one. I think Activision Blizzard, if you look at their stock price, is any indication um, with even without all the controversies, it was already kind of going downhill. We had, of course, Call of Duty kind of uh, taking a turn for the worse, I guess. Being it seems a like a lot of people, uh, it seems like public years. opinion of Call of Duty has been declining for a while. Yeah. Um, Overwatch is kind of like, what is Overwatch? Um, what is Overwatch 2? No one's really talking about that. Didn't the Warcraft expansion come out to like not crazy fanfare yep it was it was um like it, a silent fart. they yeah they basically generalized it as even worse than the last one the last one's pretty bad so it's uh it's not been uh shadowlands has not been received very well diablo uh four is like been pushed back overwatch 2 has been pushed back with no release date no development date no development timing so the gaming side of things for the blizzard has been uh, on a downhill trend. Plus, now on top of that, they've been dealing with the allegations, the sexual allegations and the misconduct, and they've just, like, California now has um, uh, a federal case against them, and they're still going through that, even through this merger. Like, that's still going on. So there's, like, like you said, Yen, to your point, there's a ton of shit that's, like, been really going against this company. And I think 
the biggest thing for from a people perspective is that I'm sure morale at that studio and all the studios making these games that are, you know, the popular series, Overwatch 2, all these games that are trying to come out, morale's low. Yeah. And I think the acquisition from Microsoft gives them some hope that things are going to turn around, also gives them funding so that they can feel more comfortable and, and get back to enjoying what they're making instead of trying to make it for the sake of business. I think Microsoft really helps promote that. So we can have some more passion put back into the games and hopefully bring some of Blizzard's and Activision's games back to life. On that note, bare minimum, if not more passion, at least more time. Mm. Because yeah, exactly. from what's been leaked on Twitter, Call of Duty is moving away from yearly releases. Yeah. Good. I mean, that's nothing but positive, in my opinion. I mean, they need more time to work on these games and make something that's worth a damn instead of just keep constantly pushing out whatever remake, hash, rehash, reskin from last year, you know? Yeah, the same color-washed bullshit maps we've so, had for the last three or five years. Exactly. Was Call of Duty, is Call of Duty still in a three-game cycle? It was. Uh, yeah, it was. Cycle? Next year. So, so they're still doing three devs, right? So they have three years to make each Call of Duty? Raven, Treyarch, Activision. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yep, and they're all owned by Microsoft now. I guess so. I'm curious how that's going to work because I, yeah. I agree they should push the Call of Duty releases out. They should really kind of. I, I don't even know how they would innovate, but that's that's well beyond me. So yeah, but hopefully they can kind of come together and, and with that non-yearly release push something else. With well, the flop of Vanguard and Warzone slowly but surely running itself into the ground because of cheaters and they can't find balance patches. Uh, it's not going well. And yeah, like you guys were saying, public opinion is just not as high as it was. Well, even Activision Blizzard's stock, if you're talking for just purely monetary wise, they, they lost 15% last year. It's their first year on record that they like they're lost that much stock. To, yeah, they were down to 95 bucks by the time of this merger. Yeah, which is crazy because they bought, they were bought out by at $83 a share. Um, so they were bought well under market price. Like you said earlier, Yin, like they got it for a steal. I mean, it sounds crazy. You know, $63 billion deal is a lot of fucking money. But at the same time, uh, Zion, what was the number? How much did Microsoft make last year in revenue? No, 2020, they, Microsoft made $143 billion to Activision's eight. What? Yeah. Damn. So there's there's a point here that I thought was pretty interesting too. I'm gonna bring this up. Um, there's a person named Carl Zimmerman who wrote this on the 18th, and there's a little there's a little excerpt here I want to read, um, and I want to get your guys' opinion on this. So, you know, basically why the Activision deal is problematic. So um, I'm gonna bring this a little bit bigger. So Microsoft Games functions as a console manufacturer and gaming service provider first and foremost. They differ from a traditional publisher in the sense that they also control an avenue through which consumers can play games. This is a very important part. The purchase of a publishing behemoth like Activision Blizzard seems blatantly problematic to many people, but they can't put their finger on precisely why. And basically what he's saying is consider an acquisition where Apple purchased Verizon. They not only acquire exclusivity over Verizon's entire service network, AKA being a publisher, and the infrastructure, denying them to competitors, but also acquire Verizon's storefronts, backend infrastructure, and consumer base. So basically what they're saying here, in such a 
in such a reality, you know, how could Samsung, Huawei, or any other mobile manufacturer hope to compete in the U.S. telecommunications market going forward? This is a really interesting take because what we're seeing here is not like they're buying Infinity Ward or like Activision merging with Blizzard, right? And buying the catalog of games, game developers, and the, the IPs. In this case, they're buying one manufacturer owning a console, aka them being Apple in this sense, are buying all the services, the console exclusivity, all the people already who own Xboxes and continue to buy Xboxes. So it starts turning into this monopolization. What do you think? And let's start with Yin on this one. Do you think this is a monopoly issue? Do you think this is like the beginning of like, what are your thoughts on that statement? I don't think it's a monopolization. I think they're just buying studios because they have no exclusives. They've been pushing this um, like subscription service fee for so long. I mean, subscription services have taken over everything. And I think really that's the future. Just look at Netflix. Netflix has entered gaming. I don't know if you've seen that. As of like that, they just jack their prices again. Yeah. Hmm. So Netflix is diving into gaming subscriptions. Microsoft is just trying to peddle that. Let's be honest. They lost the last gen or quote unquote last gen. The Xbox One had very little exclusives. And I think their take is to bolster their game set and not necessarily make them exclusive to Xbox, make them available as they are and profit off of that, but also Mm. just push that gaming service because they believe that that's the that's their vision for the future of gaming yeah i don't think it's much of a monopoly though yeah Zion, what are your thoughts man uh i i mean personally i think overall it's going to be pretty good i don't think tacking on to like the console exclusive thing you're right sony won god of the or yeah god of the year God of the Year. Game of War. <laughs> game of Game of the Year awards with God of War, Last of Us, like the PS4 life cycle versus the Xbox One life cycle. PS4 knocked out of the fucking park. So Microsoft has some work to do if they want to make some exclusivity games. Look at what's happened so far on the Xbox Series X or S versus the PS5. PS5 has very little games out. But it's in a holding pattern until next month. Horizon Forbidden West comes out. That's huge. God of War Ragnarok's coming out. It's going to be the last one in the Kratos arc. Yep, yep. That's going to be huge. It's probably going to win Game of the Year unless something else comes out. Knocks something out of left field Q4 this year. Um, Xbox just doesn't have anything at the pipe at this moment that we know of coming out that can contest that. So... At least in the early life cycle of these next-gen consoles or now current-gen consoles, Xbox is already on the losing end out of the gate. And nobody's been able to get a PS5 for a year and a half, and it's still That's winning. true. That's also very true. That's also very true. Um, so I'm going to bring up this next thing here, uh, because speaking of PS4, PS5, PlayStation, and then people have been really worried about if Microsoft now owns Activision, will those games never come to PlayStation? So this has been kind of a big worry, but they did come out and say Microsoft reportedly plans to keep making some Activision Blizzard games for PlayStation formats, PlayStation Universe. They backtracked on this, though, which is an interesting piece of news, is they're only going to do it for the current contracts they have. Now, 
if Microsoft really wanted to be assholes, they could technically chokehold uh, Sony at this point by never releasing certain games, especially like Call of Duty on PlayStation at all. If they if they really didn't want to, they didn't have they don't have to. Um, and so whenever the life cycle of that contract comes out for whatever specific game, because even Sony, like the Sony CEO himself was like, hey, are you going to cut these games? And apparently contractually, they can't yet. Do you think that, that might be a problem, Yen? Do you think in the future we could see more exclusivity? I personally, I don't think they will. I think that it's they don't even need gaming, to be honest. They almost killed Xbox as a brand. They, mm. Microsoft makes so much money that they can afford to not worry about exclusive. Mm. The fact that they're making a move to PC, they don't have to do exclusive stuff. They're making bank off people who want to play on PC, and they're using the subscription service to peddle PC players I pay e. the subscription fee. Yeah. I.e. all the influx and all the eyeballs on R6 Extraction. Yeah. PC, Extraction is on Epic, it's on Uplay, and it's on Game Pass. Epic hmm. and Uplay, it's $40 base, $50 deluxe. Game Pass, it's free. Hmm. And, and so you're uh, paying your subscription fee for a whatever. $40 game. Yeah. Hmm. But uh, Microsoft, from the very beginning, with something like Fortnite, even, they've been pushing for cross platform gameplay. They've maybe I'm looking at this with rose colored glasses, but I, I do don't I, I don't really think that they're gonna try and limit exclusivity. I think if there's a new IP that one of these studios comes up with, or if there's more of like a revival of an existing IP, because they have Crash Bandicoot or Spyro, you know, yeah. they can do that and make those exclusive to Xbox. But I don't foresee them doing any blockbuster changes where they say no, no Call of Duty for Sony players. I really think that they're going to continue to enable that for everyone. It's just too profitable of a franchise, especially with the way they do microtransactions and all of that. It's just too profitable for them to do it. It'd be a bad business move. Oh, I agree with you. I think that people who are who are worried about this, I mean, from a business standpoint, truly business standpoint, it'd be in Activision, Microsoft's worst interest to completely cut off, you know, I don't know, a couple million people that could be potential buyers. You know, even if people on PS4 don't play Call of Duty or whatever the case may be, um, or, you know, all of a sudden they have a live service with Overwatch 2 and that gets exclusive to Xbox, they'd be cutting out such a large portion of the market. It's like just a bad business move, period. I mean, it, it doesn't make sense. So I agree with you guys. Like it doesn't monetarily well, it would be stupid for them to be exclusive yeah i don't i don't think they'll do exclusivity because overwatch as a brand was so big with the first one but i've been talking about it with a couple different people off off stream and offline and what would be insane is if instead of so what's going to happen to the blizzard like the battle net launcher what's going to happen is it gonna hmm. get folded and slowly absolved into the game bot or the Xbox launcher with Game Pass and everything, or is it slowly gonna be just like? Because right now, with how Blizzard's scale is, the Bnet launcher is pretty rough. It it does its job, but it's yeah, not great. Versus yeah. Steam usability and the Xbox like game bar and everything all being together. Hmm. That's a good question. If it if it were me, I would take the Battle.net launcher people and put them on the Xbox app. Because right now, if you look at the Xbox app, it is horrible. It is absolutely abhorrent. There used to be a console companion yep. when Smart Glass came out with the Xbox One. 
fantastic. It was well thought out. It worked. I didn't have any issues with the crashing. You could view your game clips on there. Perfect. And then they updated it. And now they have this forced garbage Xbox app where you can't check achievements. When they're trying to push PC, they're trying to push Xbox Live on PC. You can't check achievements. Checking messages is a burden. It, I get spammed with invites and they just constantly blow up my inbox on my Windows machine. It, mm. You can't search for co-op games on the uh, the Game Pass thing. The selection is horrible. They just need to take more bodies and throw it at the problem or have people re-architect this. And I think just combining the two teams would help. Yeah, that's that would be my move. solution. That'd be a smart move. Uh, you know, I don't think they're going to... The other side of it, though, too, is that you have so many extra things with the Blizzard launcher because Blizzard, you know, started with that launcher where they have a whole mod section that's connected. So, like, Cursed Gaming, for example, is directly connected as a contract. So that way, if you wanted to use, like, a... I think now it's Overwolf. But now, for example, they have all these third-party sites that are connected directly into the launcher in order for you to run add-ons. So I don't know how they're going to deal with the add-on section of things like that whole side. I don't think Microsoft knows how to even run a good servicing platform, like an Xbox live on PC. So I can only imagine the nightmare of trying to like get all these other third party companies to basically connect in and have the same functionality for your add-ons because there's a ton of them. So I don't know how they're going to do that. Quite honestly, I just don't see it happening. I, I, I think, I think they might as well just keep it separate for right now. I mean, I think they're probably going to for quite some time. I don't, I don't know what, unless they were going to come out because if let's say they want to do a contender, like, you know, the Xbox Live app is supposed to be like the contender to Steam. It's the Xbox Microsoft version of Steam. So, but they failed comparatively to Steam. They also tried Mixer. Mixer failed comparatively to YouTube and Twitch. So I don't know if, do you think they're just, I have a crazy theory. I think they're going to buy this and I think they're going to dissolve parts of this for this merger i think they're going to dissolve a couple of things i think they're going to basically break it down to you've got like the call of duty devs over here and then you got your blizzard devs over here and they're just going to keep them separate and maybe have like their own landing pages on the xbox app that's that's probably what i would do if i was going to do anything like that so i see two possible options um and and one is just that they'll let the the game just kind of like all the games that are on the platform just die and then new games will come to that platform but the alternative is um ea is on xbox game pass and it requires you to have the ea launcher so they it's just a shortcut to the ea launcher to launch the game right i think mm. steam does that too for like battlefield 2042 you have to launch the ea app to launch the game and i think it's right. going to be a shortcut yeah so they'll put the new games on xbox but the old games that are that are still in presence and have players on them are just going to link to the app. Hmm. Extraction the launches on Epic, but it'll play through Uplay. Yeah, exactly. Well, it's the same thing they did with Blizzard back in the day. It's used to have like a World of Warcraft launcher, used to have a StarCraft launcher. You had all these different game launchers, and this did the same thing that you just described, where they basically made the Blizzard app, but it still launched as if it was launching from anything else. It just didn't have the specific... Like, they just took the World of Warcraft launcher and then they just made a drop down where it's now all the games. It's the same launcher. They just put it in one big app. So they'll probably do the same exact thing, more than likely. Lancemis! Ah, Jerry caught one. Let's go! Lancemis! What are you doing? 10 gifted two, subs? Two Swole, Party of Two, Jerry, Devon Dare. Ignore me? I'm not going to ignore you, sir. 
the prime back statics sammy devin jerry got one bonds got one man tay got one mr two slowly got one thank you lance miss dude can i get a shot i'm gonna give a shot to him. Hold on. guys do me a favor if you guys are online if you're here if you're listening at home please go over to twitch.tv forward slash lance miss prime shoot him a follow tell him that level that the podcast sent you okay just do it lance miss thank There's you so much man you giga chad <laughs> Dude. Um, no, I think you're right, man. Dude, Lancemus, thank you. Thank you. Bought me some time to eat. <laughs> yeah, notice he's muted in Discord. Yeah, that's fair. All right, we got to bring up this part because I think it's important for us to bring it up. We got to talk about Bobby now. It's Bobby time. The piece of shit and uh, um, what's a, what's a better way of putting it? The, the lizard person in persona. Uh, Bobby Kotnick is finally leaving. He's uh, reportedly going to leave. Here's a screenshot, though. Severance benefits continuation in impact on uh, equity awards. So basically totaling $300 million golden parachute. Uh, plus, he owns about 4.3 million shares that Microsoft will pay $95 per share for. So basically, he renegotiated, is being paid out of all of his shares. And is going to be making total bank. Now... What did he do with this money? Well, Bobby decided to be a great idea to purchase game media sites to control the narrative surrounding the Activision Blizzard merger and their Brad press. Now, if you didn't like them before, you're definitely not going to like them now. This motherfucker went on for an interview and said, everything's fine. We, did, we lost money last year because... We just didn't hit expected targets, and some of the games didn't do that well, completely ignoring the fact that they're under immense scrutiny by the California state government for sexual allegations for Blizzard. Just completely ignored it. And then, on top of that, he knew the merger was coming and wanted to buy out PC Gamer and Polygon, the two, one of the, two of the biggest magazines and news reporter about gaming, to control the narrative. Bro. Can we get some comments about Bobby? What are your thoughts on Bobby here, Yen? Does that sound like somebody who's, uh, uh, everything's a-okay? It seems like everything's good on that end? Totally normal? Without getting, without even getting too political on this, those two magazines, or at least Polygon in particular, is very social justice leaning. So, yeah. to specifically target Polygon is hilarious. <laughs> uh, kind of seems a little, a little interesting there, right? It's almost a little... like there might be something there, but something. Uh, 200, almost $300 million is absurd. That, that's absurd. Uh, it's crazy. It's a crazy. what are your thoughts on the Bobby thing? Yeah, like everybody's saying in chat, he's just big snake. I mean, it. it a $300 million it, snake. It's like an Activision version of Zuckerberg. Dude's just literally a fucking robot. It's crazy. It's crazy. Man. Now, Phil Spencer, what they're saying is that Phil Spencer is the CEO of Microsoft. And they're thinking that Phil will also now take over the role of CEO because obviously the merger is happening. But that leaves a lot of leadership from Activision Blizzard. There's a power gap now. Um, what do you think is going to happen? Like, who do you think else is going to take over? Like, is there anybody that you guys can think off the top of your head that would fill that gap? Like, it's probably like a VP more than likely or something. Or president of Activision Blizzard. 
technically. I don't know the Microsoft staff on hand. I don't know who it would be. Uh, whoa, sorry, Pete. If I um, so I think for clarification, Phil Spencer is becoming the CEO of Microsoft or Microsoft Gaming or Xbox Gaming or whatever. This is some fancy whatever title. Whatever it is, yeah, whatever it is, the Xbox Gaming Sphere. Yeah. Um, I think they might put like some kind of temporary safeguard in place until the whole sexual harassment stuff is settled because there's inevitably people all throughout the leadership process that are involved in that. And I think Microsoft needs to shelter themselves from it. And so they'll put themselves in place. And then after the dust settles and all of that gets resolved, then they might see more elected people. Cause I mean, putting Microsoft in charge of Blizzard Activision is probably not in their best interest. They want to have people who are already well known on the projects. They're going to take, um, tech leads or or game leads or production managers and promote them instead because they have a better heading on where they're going with that yeah that makes more sense i mean that's this that would be the smart move but just the fact that microsoft was so done and the gaming community is so done with bobby that they're like look we're gonna pay you whatever you want for your shares just get rid of your shares and leave us the fuck alone you want to a million get the fuck out of here <laughs> Imagine, go buy a bunker with that money and go live in it. Imagine being us. such a shitbag that a company's literally willing to just like, we're going to buy your shares. Please get the fuck out of here. <laughs> like, just, we're going to buy them all. Just get the fuck out. It's crazy. Like he built his entire, his entire, all of his money, all of his interest, all of his, his power built up in Activision Blizzard. Obviously did really well with Activision Blizzard on a monetary standpoint for a long time. And then holy shit, 5,000 bits. Woo! Sneaky with 5,000 bits. Oh my god. What the hell, Sneaky? Uh, so on top of that, uh, there was a Kotaku article about on Thursday, Bobby held like an all-hands meeting with the Activision Blizzard staff talking about uh, the acquisition. He stated that Microsoft would be trying to retain as many of our people as possible. He planned as staying on CEO of Activision until... The deal was closed. Um, sources within that meeting suggest that rank and file employees did not appreciate the session in which Kodak was typically unwilling to address pressing issues like his company's culture of sexual harassment. Bobby. Uh, Bobby. This, this, this fireside chat took place over a video conference and fielded questions, which were said to be submitted by employees via email and oh were read God. by the chief people officer. Kodak was late for the session and it was only 16 minutes long. <laughs> this is ridiculous. Oh yeah, check this out. Let me show you this this little this little nugget right here. Uh, Kodak has been eager to change the public narrative about the company, but in recent weeks has suggested Activision Blizzard make some kind of acquisition, including Kotaku. So it's Kotaku, not Polygon, excuse me, and PC Gamer. Uh, Activision spokeswoman disputed that Kotick uh, wanted to make the acquisition. Spokesman for the media, the company's of parent company, declined to comment. <laughs> Who would have known? Who would have known? Benji, Bobby should just leave the planet. <laughs> With that kind of money, he could Jeff Bezos himself out of here if he wanted to. It just seems like it's a it's a weird thing, man. Um, all right, now this this moves into this moves into something really interesting. I'm gonna go back to the merger and I want to go back to monopolization. Uh, I want to hit a little bit more on that before we move on because. Um, 
there was a really good comment I saw that was really interesting. The gambling industry makes five fifty billion dollars a year um, in revenue in, in America, and they're highly, highly, highly regulated, super regulated. In fact, like the the amount of dice, the weight of the dice, and the amount of cards, and how old cards are allowed to be are all regulated. Whereas the gaming industry makes eighty billion dollars in revenue a year in the U.S. alone. And there's like no regulation. So what I found was really interesting as I found a, a topic. Basically, hours after Microsoft says it's buying Activision, the U.S. government says it's overhauling merger guidelines. And so on this one, the FTC, the uh, Federal Trade Commission, launched a joint review of antitrust merger guidelines. And what they're talking about here, just to kind of go over all this, they had a live stream where the uh, the chair, Lena, Lena Khan, sorry if I'm messing up your name, um, she basically was saying that there's these merger guidelines in that lots of companies are having antitrust laws and they're trying to redo these antitrust laws because mergers are becoming kind of crazy and it's causing these monopoly, like tons of monopolies. And if we see this in the gaming industry, gaming started out with like one or two publishers, three, you know, small publishers, and then a lot of small gaming companies um, and developers. And now you can pretty much just have, you know, it's Ubisoft, Activision, EA, and then all of the companies underneath. I mean, it's really monopolized. Now with Microsoft taking over Activision, there's like three big publishers and one just got bought out by a console creator. So it seems like the, the train of thought over 20 years is that it has been coming to a point where we could see where Microsoft, if they keep up their buying habits, could move into a point where they own EA, they own Activision, and they own Ubisoft. And that's going to cause issues um so basically what they're saying is um recent evidence indicates that many industries across the economy are becoming more concentrated and less competitive hmm. who would have thought i'm purely choice in economic gains for consumers workers entrepreneurs and small businesses so this is my question let's just say all oh, that's true let's just say this is monopolistic and that there's antitrust merger issues do you see one or two companies just running all of it in like the next 10 years? Yes. What do you think the companies would be? I, I just think it would be Sony. I think it would be Sony, Nintendo, and Microsoft. It's already that. I think it just they would just become giants. We have Microsoft is a, a platform as a service. Like they offer it as a platform. It's the same way that Google does Play Store and iOS does iPhone. You've Android and Apple. And anytime a new phone comes out, it's usually Android OS. They yeah. just control that sphere. So that's, I think, I think it's just going to be the same thing just with gaming. There's going to be three Titans, uh, with Nintendo being the lesser of them because they're doing their own thing, but it's mainly just Sony versus Microsoft at this point. And it's been that way for a long time. I don't think it's really any different. And Sony and Microsoft will be the online giants, whereas Nintendo is <laughs> just offline gaming. Hmm. They're, they're online treehouse. Yeah, their online services, as far as like Smash and stuff, their servers are always horrendous. Yeah, that's true. It's a good point. I just find it interesting to me because I, you know, the, on the Rose, like good news, like for example, we'll get to this too, is about like uh, finally there's some unionization that's happening. Looks like there are some regulations that are coming into play, which is great. Um, I'm, a, you know, people always like are kind of against regulations, but. If there was no regulations in this world, and let's just say everything was libertarian like crazy, like we'd go back to having, you know, 18 hour work days and childs working in sweatshops. You know, the regulation is can be good if 
you know, if, if anything. And having unionized workers in the gaming industry has, I, in my opinion, that's taken forever to take off. But I'm glad that that's happening now because if it does come down to Microsoft, Sony, and Nintendo, then really it's going to come down to the actual game developers and the the all of the executives, everybody, to to try and unionize to con combat and set regulation for those workers. Because we've all we've talked about this in the podcast. There's tons of games that have come out in unfinished ways, but the the workers had to work you know, 200 hours or a hundred hours a week or something stupid, you know, like leading up to the release. Um, I like how there's finally seems to be some movement and some actual eyes on the gaming industry as a whole, especially from like the FTC. Finally, they're like, Oh shit, you guys make money. <laughs> you That's a big industry. Okay. Fuck. We got to look at you guys. Like it's kind of nice. I, I personally like it. I think one of the unlooked things um, that a lot of people don't, or aren't aware of is that a lot of developers, particularly Q&A, they're like the worst off, but everyone is susceptible to this problem. Um, publishers, particularly EA, Ubisoft, um, would have developers or members on contract. And if you're on contract, you don't have to get benefits. So a lot of these publishers, EA, Ubisoft mainly, um, will bring upon a bunch of people on contract, offer them or dangle a carrot of a possible permanent position with benefits mm -hmm. and when the game debuts if it underperforms or if it doesn't completely exceed expectations which again is completely out of this one individual's control that gets rescinded and they just they're they're gone so they have no permanent fixture in their own career they have to just bounce around and hope that they can find work and i think that unions will help that problem and i think that microsoft buying blizzard activision also kind of helps that problem Hmm. Um, where it's not as profit driven and we can actually get some developers. I, I still think all these buggy games that you see is a, is a result of publishers rushing, not paying enough, not taking care of their team members, and they're removing the passion from those those developers. I and you get buggy agree. messes. And, and QA cutting is arguably the worst culprit there. You have yeah. like three people that are trying to test this entire game and there's not enough yeah, dude, I completely agree with that statement because it makes perfect sense. I mean, if we can get developers to get off the treadmill of release a, a Call of Duty every year or, you know, like that's a unsustainable, crazy way of making a video game because it used to take, I mean, video games used to take four or five years to be released. Like it took you a long time and some games are still like that. I mean, shout out to Star Citizen for its 10 years in development. <laughs> <laughs> fucking crazy people over there but, Ragnarok's going on four years yeah but that makes that all makes sense like four four five years is good pop you got a game every year is insane even if you have different teams working on it it's still constantly like you release a game and then you literally just start the next one immediately like it's crazy there's no time to relax or focus on like in-depth testing or any of that kind of stuff like let's look at new world new world came out in a fucking buggy mess and still a buggy mess and it's because of QA testing before they release any patches. And it just is what it is. They patch something and then fix it in development or fix it in the live service. Just insane. Um, Lance had a good question. I want to bring this up. Um, how's gambling on esports being managed and regulated? And actually, I think this is important because there's lots of obviously esports and gambling that's happening with everything that was just purchased by Microsoft. So this kind of ties in a little bit. Um, 
Yeah, what do you think about that being regulated on like for esports specifically? You're talking about esports gambling on esports in what way? Like sports betting? Sports betting, yeah, basically. Don't we do sports betting on like football and stuff already? How how yep. heavily I, I don't I don't bother about watching sports. How heavily regulated is football and all that? So gambling in America is super regulated in general. Period. Like just just is like it, there's tons of regulations on the amount that you can do, the certain ways you can gamble. Certain states have different regulations, but in gaming, it's really still a gray area because there are obviously esports betting. Uh, companies out there uh, but like if you wanted to bet on the you know world championship for counter-strike like there's tons of websites that allow you to do that with little to no regulation so you can give them you can pay a dollar and say hey i want to get 20 to 1 odds on cloud and then there's no regulation that says they have to pay you 20 to 1 they just to give you whatever I mean, the fuck they want and it's, it's literally just gambling like cryptocurrency at that point like <laughs> I, don't, I don't know it's hard to regulate something like that i mean how long did it take for Amazon to get sales tax on states? So I don't. That's it, true it took, too. It, I don't know. It's going to take so long before they could do any kind of regulation on that. That's yeah. such a futuristic question. I don't know. We have yeah. to wait for I think esports to get more ground as a platform. We need to have MLG on TVs and all that stuff again. Like G4 used to host MLG. We need that kind of presence. Which isn't going to happen in a COVID era because we can't do LAN. Yo. That's true. That's true. Yeah, that's interesting. I think it's um, I think esports and gambling is still super gray area. I think if if the FTC is really looking into antitrust laws, you can bet your ass that gaming, especially with the introduction to more NFT gaming scenes, more metaverse scenes, things like that, there's gonna be some heavy regulation. The problem with regulators is they're usually five years behind the technology. Technology usually comes out, and it takes them a while for them to learn it, understand it, and then learn how to regulate it. So I still think, like Yin said, it's still too early for esports to really be in anybody's public eye. Whereas a casino is much easier. It's literally physically there. Here's the numbers. Like, here's how the, the dice should be weighed. Whereas gaming, they don't understand. I don't think the regulars even understand the gaming space. So it just doesn't seem like they're going to do anything. Um, Sneaky did ask, though, what would happen if Apple chose to do what Microsoft did and goes for another one of the other companies? Do you think that another big player might come in and buy a publisher? Personally, if anything, I think Amazon would buy EA in a heartbeat. In a heartbeat. If they had the money and it was on, on call, I think they would do it. I think the most likely merger would be Sony purchasing up Squeenix or Konami. I don't think Squeenix will actually do it because of their ties to Nintendo, mm. but I do think that they might buy Konami. Konami. Yeah, I can I can see that happening as the next acquisition. Yeah, that's true. I think that makes the most sense. And I, I thought they already owned Square Enix. No, they, they have not? ties. Squeenix is still independent. They just have really good ties with Apple. Or, sorry, not Apple. Um, with uh, Nintendo and Sony, yeah. they're they're kind of partnered together. Okay. So I, I kind of just dodged the question entirely. I I don't I don't know how Apple would take over some games and then debut them. I don't know because they, they sell themselves on the Mac and they sell themselves yeah. on iOS. And and I don't they know sell where their they would marketplace. Market they make a lot of money just for people putting their apps and their games on their own marketplace. Like why jump yeah, in when and, they're making money on every Candy Crush download? You know, like they're already making if, their money. 
Now there is possibility that they buy some studio. I don't think that EA or I don't think that the companies that the big companies would go for it. I don't think they would be willing to sell to Apple. But I think that there's potential for Apple to buy some smaller studios and say, we want you to release your game because I mean, let's be honest, iPhones and Androids are are catching up to PCs and in your yeah. pockets. Yep. They could push some of those developers to release their games on iOS as a platform, but they'd have to convince these companies to sell in the first place. They would have to actually come up with the technology or like the controllers or the infrastructure to support it to get the buy-in from those publishers. And then mm. we might see that happen. But until they put that effort in, like Xbox has done with the Xbox, uh, PlayStation with Sony, like I don't think we're going to see that. Yeah. I'm just waiting for the day that an NVMe is going to be put into phones. It's coming. No. It's coming. You know it's coming. Yeah, that's a great point, Rick. You'll have literally fucking every game you can want on your phone. Yeah. Well, I, I agree with Sneaky. Well, that's like kind of Steam's whole thing. They came out with their own handheld console to combat. This yeah, Stream Deck. So they they came out to combat the Nintendo Switch. Obviously, you can play. It's kind of cool. You can now play God of War on a Nintendo Steam Deck, which is sweet, awesome. Um, but I think that yeah, and I think you're really onto something. I think as phones get better, there's going to be a lot more gaming companies being bought out by phone developers. So I could see like Verizon buying a gaming studio to make games just for Android phones using the technology that would make that would make the most sense especially with the nft gaming coming that scene is blowing up like crazy it's only a matter of time before apple and and android both get into some kind of mobile nft uh play to pay kind of game like it's i think it's coming yeah the whole fucking nft thing now i don't know if we want to squirrel off on the fact that uh, i'm just gonna sidebar for a sidebar second. yeah uh with nfts and the whole uh twitter thing i don't know if you saw about nfts being able to be used as your profile pictures on twitter now yep via yep. your crypto yep so it, i don't know if eventually they're gonna make it so you can buy nfts through twitter like that might be fucking wild hmm it's kind of the same argument, though. I, I hear what you're saying. I think it'd be cool. It'd be crazy. And maybe Twitter would do it. I mean, they, you know, that it'd be a good moneymaker for them because Twitter's losing their ass on money half the time. Um, it would make sense, but then they'd have to contend with like Coinbase and OpenSea and um, Binance. They'd have to contend and be their own market. And that's where the regulations would fucking wreck them. I think they don't even want to jump in at that point. It's easier to have a third party like OpenSea um, connected to Twitter than it is for Twitter to create a marketplace themselves. Yeah. And if they get a little bit of money from each little transaction, then they make their money and they don't even have to do anything. Especially since like the Twitter, just the source of Twitter is so fucking old. Like, yeah. It's very rooted in its base stuff. They haven't, they've made minor tweaks here and there. Sneaky was saying too, uh, what if they make their own handheld console unit like Steam did, but the Apple version? I think they're just trying to in make their phones better. That's their that's their most revenue. Welcome to our Granny Smith console. Yeah, I just I don't yeah. think I don't think they, they would. Don't even need a new console. They can just use their phones. And yeah. they can push the same content. It's like uh, we don't need Xboxes anymore. You could just do a PC. That's ultimately what it is. It's still baked and you in. You can get third party fucking. Yeah. 
little tack-ons that act as a controller on the iPhones anyways. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, 100%. Yeah, I think that they're just going to keep continuing to develop their, their phone games and this is what it is. And everybody's tried handhelds. I think everybody's tried it. Sony had the Vita. Um, didn't Google come out with something too? Didn't Google come out with the handheld? Am I misremembering that? I, they may have uh, had something. I mean, Google's had it. Google's tried everything. They've Stadia. tried and maxed everything under the, under the sun. Stadia, where you can play any console game on your phone. The streaming service Stadia. Oh, you're talking about Stadia? Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah Stadia. That fell on its I, head. I have dude. Stadia right now if you want to try it. It's absolutely awful. That's why I, I keep hearing. That. It was why is it horrible. so bad? Why is it so bad? So there was a thing, a service in like, what, 2000 called OnLive? Do you ever hear of OnLive? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, the same thing. They did the same thing. There's just so much latency. You could, it works for games that are either really easy. I mean, like, I'm not going to say it's too easy, but like Assassin's Creed, you can play through a story experience like that and be fine. You're probably not going to play Assassin's Creed on the hardest difficulty because the latency is just too hard for intense Oof. button input. You can't yeah. play shooters, in my opinion. It's just way too delayed. Yeah. Um, but they just, they didn't have sales on Stadia. They didn't have, they they charged for the subscription to get access to stuff. They they just didn't push it right. And yeah. Google abandoned them faster than I thought they would, honestly. Yeah, dude, they dropped it in like, like eight months. Like, I remember it wasn't even a full yeah. year that Stadia was out. They're just like, yeah, fuck this. Because I remember at the time they had, they had Guild Wars 2 come to Stadia. I was like, ooh, that's kind of cool. They have an MMO. I was like, wait a second. You can just play that on your PC. I'm like, why would you? stadia like what's the point and i heard the like you said uh i think that technology i still think that technology will come out i think that the infrastructure network infrastructure that's in place around the world just couldn't account for stadia but i still think that technology is going to be important and i think if anybody's going to do it it will be google or apple they'll try again in some new form with like some better latency they just need to find a way to make the latency so low that's the big thing yeah, and the data caps. So a lot of internet service providers have data caps. So when they say that you can play something in 4K, uh, you might not know that there's a data cap on your on your service, but you'll probably hit it. They don't mm. really expect you to hit as much as you do streaming 4K, um, but you're likely to run up on that. A lot of people ran up to it, on, at least in the initial months, before they had to realize, oh, let me drop it at 720 because 4K is just not going to cut it. Right, yeah. It's interesting. I mean, I think that going back to the Activision thing, this merger, no matter what good or bad, it's definitely shaking up and I can automatically tell that other companies are sweating a little bit because I think that there is the thought that Microsoft or excuse, yeah, Microsoft could ex make games exclusive or they start buying up other like they already bought Bethesda. So they could just start buying up bigger gaming studios after this and then put them under the umbrella. I mean, they're positioned in a good way. Um, I, I foresee in the next two years, we'll see another merger like this. I think either EA or Ubisoft are getting bought out. That's what I'm, that's my thought at this point. It's just kind of funny that they bought Activision, I guess, because it was on sale. <laughs> because now, I, that's what I guess. Is, do you, do you see Sony or do you see, uh, Nintendo picking up Uplay or EA? I would, I would think Nintendo buys a couple of more game studios, and I see Sony as the 
competitor, direct competitor to Xbox will buy, I think they're going to buy EA. I think EA, for example, because EA makes so much money on its sports games across the world. And Sony I'm is a much more, agree. you think so? I think Sony's more in line with, like you said, you play. Hmm. Okay. I don't think Sony runs as many EA games. Maybe. Sure, it, it runs like the FIFAs and the Maddens when they were still like mega popular, not saying that they're not. Personally, I just don't play them because I don't play on console. But I... I, I don't, don't either, see... but FIFA's the second most played game in the world. And the microtransactions are bringing in a billion dollars a month. Yeah, the lion's share of players are playing PlayStation for uh, sports games. Yeah, I, I don't know why. I, I have I mean, no idea. I think either. it's probably because PS2 was a thing, and all the FIFA's came out on PlayStation, and the diehard fans started with but PlayStation. I, I just Xbox don't see. I don't see EA getting bought out easily. Oh no, not easily. Yeah, I just think that you know it was a good time for Microsoft to buy it because you can buy that cheap. I mean, it used to be what one thirty-five a share, and it dropped to ninety-five dollars a share company was like we already explained earlier in the podcast company was drowning um i think they just saw an opportunity like hey guys we'll take this off your uh your plate there have us some money we'll just pay out all your shares and uh no problem we'll just take over um they bought it at cheap ea is still too big i mean they're making a billion dollars a month like ea would have to sell for some ridiculous amount of money i bet I really, I really think so. And Lance just said it just perfectly, summed it up. I do think it took Activision's issues to happen for this to be possible. Yeah. EA is making Absolutely. too much money right now. Like, there's no way, there's no way that Microsoft could have bought Activision without all of this current issue and drama and everything that's going on, man. And like, we already covered in the podcast too what Activision's been doing. Like, the, it's fucking crazy. It's crazy what's been going on over there. Like, when I read that they had cubicle pub crawls, I was like, what are y'all doing over there? <laughs> Who's making video games over there? What the fuck? So confusing, man. Um, yeah, I think um, I think, I think think it's Ubisoft that's getting bought, bought out. I think EA would be too... Unless EA has the same similar problem, maybe regulations come down. Maybe they look at the books. Maybe EA. Maybe EA has some kind of similar issue that Blizzard had, where there's some some kind of legal precedent that brings their stock price down, or there's just too many bad games released in a, in a row, and their numbers start to drop tremendously. Then I could see an EA buyout. But I think I think you're right, Zion. I think the next thing that would be bought out is Ubisoft, because which game has Ubisoft come out with that's been a, a giant banger? Recently? Six. Which one? Rainbow Six. It's their biggest long-standing game that had it had esports for a minute and then died. Yeah, but they had like a hundred. They came out with the. I saw a number on Steam. It was like a hundred thousand concurrent players on a, the release of a new beta or, or a new DLC, and now they're down to like twenty-eight thousand as of like two days ago. So it's not like they're having a lot of people. Yeah, I mean it, it's it's had some pretty explosive like. The, first couple days but nothing like a new world or anything along those lines yeah 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 uh will microsoft be able to iron out all the bs yin if you took over microsoft or excuse me if you were phil spencer and you just bought you know you're gonna be running this giant mess that's activision blizzard what would you do uh i'm not a legal expert so i'm not 
I would have to put someone in a position that actually knows. So I'd have to bring on a team from Microsoft on my own team or people that I trust to do this for me because I just don't have the expertise for that. I'm a developer, man. I'm at the bottom rung, man. You can't put me in charge of this kind of shit. <laughs> well, what if you were? What would you do? This is a hypothetical. Let's just say you have this is the in a in a Looney Looney Tune world. Unless you're secretly Phil Spencer, we don't know about this. But if you were Phil Spencer and you saw all this bullshit with Activision, what would you do? Like, would I consider buying them up or how would I solve their problems with their unionizing? So we'll solve their problems with not only unionization, but all of the allegations, all of the everything. That's the I giant mean, that's mess. Such a, that's such a nuanced question. That I, I don't even know where to begin. Hmm. Like there's so many issues that need to be solved there. I mean, you've got an entire company that's going through this internal conflict. I don't know how to, the first thing about diving into that, hmm. that would be a lot of like learning at the start to figure out what the heck's going on there. The The management shakeup is obviously inevitable. Yeah. And then figuring out how to meet these developers demands. These, the, the employees have been suffering this whole time. Like how, how can we improve that? How can we absorb you guys and make you feel welcome here? How can we get back to brass tacks and just make games again without having this whole morale issue? Because you guys are, you know, entitled to have a career that you can enjoy and not have to deal with this crap. So, yeah, I, I wouldn't know the first thing without having any internal information. I have no idea. All I know is I'd have to bring a team on board that can that is an expert dealing with this kind of thing, and then just hope that and oversee and, and gain more knowledge from that and go from there. Yeah, it's such a difficult question to answer. That's well said, though. I mean, it's it's kind of along the lines of what I would do. I would do the same thing. I'd have to bring some kind of some kind of team. I would definitely do a manager shakeup. I would be like, yeah, I would definitely look under the microscope on each manager, what the allegations are against them, what projects they've been a pro like a part of, see their track records, understand their track records. Like there'd be a lot of stuff that's very nuanced, like you said. Um, personally, I would absolutely focus unionization. That'd be the first thing I would do. I'd be like, everybody should be in the union. Let's just start one. You know what I'm saying? Like they can really, Microsoft has a really good chance, not only for public opinion, but for also the benefit of their newly acquired, uh, studios to unionize and set the bar, you know, cause they're not doing that anywhere else in the world. This is literally the first union that's come about in the gaming industry ever. You know, it's kind of crazy that it happened at it's happening at Activision, but it's only happening for their QA testers, which I found interesting. It's not actually their developers; it's just the QA testers. That's kind of wild. Why wouldn't they extend that to everything else? Zion, what do you think? I don't know, dude. I. Yeah, see, it's yeah. such a bizarre question. Like, that's it's such a technical question that has so many details. And it's out of shit, out of my wheelhouse of stuff I normally think about or even as a consumer, like, want to care about. Right. Like My my big focus would be World of Warcraft. But I feel like they they got so much shit they got to fix. <laughs> I'd be in that office every day, but, like, why did you implement these stupid shards? Get them out of here. <laughs> Oh, it's gonna take to fix that. We're gonna have Clippy in your freaking WoW LFG before <laughs> I even have him. Would you like to join this raid? <laughs> I see you're Man, trying to join like a raid. Join this dungeon. Would you like help? I loved the memes that like Banjo Kazooie and Crash were gonna be the next raid boss, though. You think so? <laughs> it might be yeah. now. Warthog mounts. 
Yeah, dude, yeah, I, that's what I. <laughs> the the cross play is interesting. I could see, I could foresee like Diablo esque uh, armor coming into three four three, like Diablo esque like Spartan oh. armor. I could see World of Warcraft having, you know, they already do some cross stuff. Like World of Warcraft has like a lot of cross pollination with Diablo and Overwatch and all that stuff. So I could see like Overwatch having some Halo like armor some kind of stuff you know the kind of cross pollination is kind of cool i think there's some really some really like unique things they can do with the ips they own um oak lansman said okay company i work for buys companies monthly corporate world is very good at doing this and they will have a lot of moving parts already spinning to manage this so i agree with that i don't think they're going into this merger without looking you know they looked at every single financial they looked at every single backdrop what is going on like they they're looking at everything. Oh, Von Champion, twenty seven months. Holy shit! Damn, all the people so, coming in today. Also, Adam just eyeballed or Adam just touched on. He wasn't here for the earlier part of the stream, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think Bnet will be a thing anymore? So earlier part of this podcast, we talked about um, if they would absolve the Bnet launcher or merge it into like Game Bar Game Pass type stuff, so you could play wow you can play call of duty through the game bar app or through um like the xbox app itself rather than just having uh, like a duo launch similar to like if you go play rainbow six extraction and you have it on epic or a game pass it still launches through the uplay launcher it just like piggies it so that way it double launches yeah and sneaky just brought up um so I know you can get attached to their phone. What if people just don't want to use them anymore due to them not working right or them breaking easily? It's fair. I think Apple could make devices that are just meant for gaming, allowing you to customize it more, like build your own handheld with more options. Um, they can make more money out of it. Their phones are already expensive and people are willing to get those. Why not make handhelds? Um, I think the easiest answer to that, in my opinion, is why recreate the wheel when you already have a working mm-hmm. one? If the yeah, phone's already create, working, uh, you know. yeah, they have to create a whole new OS or like a, a derivative of it for, I mean, it wouldn't be that difficult. They could use the iOS framework and kind of have like the apps where you can select. Um, I think all of the attachments are third party, right? They could just release a first party uh, thing that syncs up. I mean, I still have problems with Apple AirPods, so I totally get that whole not working because I still have yeah. problems with that, like a wired connection to an iPhone. But I think if we had a, a mini like an iPad mini, like Lance Smith was saying, uh, intermediate between the iPad and the iPhone, where it fits in your hands, kind of like a Switch. And then you have first-party handheld stuff. You, you could fight the Switch market and not fight Sony and Microsoft. You could yeah. fight Switch. That would be an interesting fight that I wouldn't mind seeing. Yeah, uh, I don't think they would necessarily fight Microsoft, Sony, though. No, I don't think they do. Because I, I think, to Yen's point, man, like if you, for example, are Apple, You'd have to take a giant leap, a giant leap. You'd have to manufacture all new things that you don't know there's a market for. You're already going into a saturated market because you're going against Steam, Nintendo, Game Boys. Like you're going against a ton of stuff already off. So you have to go into a new market, whereas you already have, you know, a billion iPhones sold. Why not make that easier to game on those would make more sense because like you said in your comment, most of those people are willing to buy the new iPhone anyways. So if they just add, added on some stuff like Yin said, it'd be way less 
you know, they're going to buy the phone anyways. <laughs> what if we make it for gaming on top of that or make like a gaming suite on the phones? It'd make more sense. It'd just be more cost effective for them, you know, and it's, it's an easier bet. You know, what's what's better? Create the software on an already existing product or break make a brand new product and you have to make a new OS. It's just like, I think it's too risky for them, in my opinion. Uh, that would be the case on the game bar doesn't work the best for me, even when trying to play MCC. Um, then it would make their games unplayable, at least for me. Okay, well, I don't know why it doesn't work that's on just, your computer. That's yeah. just play testing and you figuring out how to get your game bar to work. That's different. Well, so... Game Bar should be more intuitive. Game Bar again came out with Smart Glass, with That's Windows. Uh, I think it was Windows Seven where Game seven. Bar was. Maybe it was Windows Eight. That was Windows um, Eight. But they right. haven't changed the Game Bar at all. It needs to be revamped. Holy crap! Put they don't put enough people on it. Like you know, they don't put enough people on these UIs or these features. They they're so worried about pushing games. Look at Epic's launch. We still don't have achievements. We still don't have profiles. We just now, I think, in the last six months, got a cart feature. What mm. the heck is that? You yeah. have like three devs making this whole thing, the, the main page for people to buy games on your platform. And you got like three people working on it. <laughs> but yeah, Game Bar, <laughs> Game Bar needs a rework. It's it's outdated. I don't, there's there's problems with it. Regardless, if you do everything right, sometimes there's just issues with it. Yeah. It needs a rework. Oh, 100%. And I think maybe they've been holding off on the rework because I guarantee they've been talking about this merger for at least two years now. So they probably haven't been working sh on shit because they they know they're going to buy the Blizzard launcher and they're probably going to have to revamp any everything anyways. That's my guess, is that they've been in talks about this merger for a while. They knew it was going to happen. They knew all of like having to do with this merger with Blizznet and all that kind of stuff. So I, I feel like in the next year, we're going to probably see some development happen, especially because now... To everyone's surprise, um, the, the Xbox Game Pass service has been amazing. I mean, just for the bang for your buck, what is it, like 10 bucks to 11 bucks a month or something? I think it's 15 if you want it 15? on... 15? Yeah, yeah. It, it's 15 if you want live and you want access to the games. If you want it on PC, I think it's 10 bucks Yeah, with live because, I mean, you're not paying for live on PC. Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, that's a crazy good deal for as many games as you want to play and you can play. And, they, and it's not like they have, like, B-rated shit games. They have, like, good games. <laughs> I've been on there. I've been really uh, yeah. impressed. Infinite, Forza 5, uh, the Ori series. Every first-party Microsoft title is available on Game Pass day one. They've made that their thing. That was their shtick when they announced Game Pass, that if you want any of their first-party games, which I think includes the 10 or so studios that they just bought during E3, which I think you're right, Level. They did plan this out. When they bought those studios, they, they had this game plan all along. Where they said we're gonna buy all these studios and put them down um but every first party title i yeah. think will be available on game pass day one yeah i think they saw the the failure of stadia so they just said "Fuck that logistically let's just leave it up to their internet and they can run it let's just gonna charge them for these titles because we now own the ips they basically became the apple store but for gaming really i mean that's really you Another pay your one... subscription i know this is way out of left field but i think another one that would be interesting do you think anybody could pick up THQ Nordic? Hmm. Because I would love to see Darksiders. Uh, what is it? Remnant. And I think the parent group of them, Embracer, last year picked up uh, Borderlands. They hmm. own Gearbox. So it would be cool to see 
like I mean, they're probably gonna make too much money with Tiny Tina's and everything else they've got going on, but I would love to see like more being done with the Borderlands series because it's such a popular and well loved series. Like Yeah. I could foresee that it doesn't get bought out and if anything, they might buy something else out. That's the thing, is like we're getting to this consolidation period. I don't always like to think about it for the airline industry. Like back in the 40s and 50s when airliners were just coming out, there was like 200 airliners and now there's like eight. You know, it's like the consolidation is natural in a capitalistic society. So I feel like we're seeing that here. And I don't know if THC Nordic would be bought out. If anything, they might buy something else out. Like they're still THQ. independent. Huh? Whatever it is. Nordic. THQ. Whatever. Yeah. TH suck my dick. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um but i could see them buying out something else like there's still lots of micro developers and that's the 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 icing on on top for all of this is that I, the game industry is different than like verizon apple like that that uh example i read earlier um yeah there's no indie phone company coming out that releases a banger 10 out of 10 that explodes and then yeah. gets picked up yeah, it's just I don't see that happening. Whereas here, indie, the indie game developers are still in control, and they can not in control, but they there's still an avenue for them to make money, make games, stay independent, and you know there's an avenue for them. Whereas now this would be crazy. What if Apple buys Steam? Won't happen. That won't happen. No. Bro, imagine that though. Like, that would be crazy. I know this is hypothetical. It won't happen. But at the same time, then now we're talking monopolies. They own. They would own place. They would own the Apple Store with all the games on the Apple Store. Plus, they could make all the Steam games exclusive only on the Apple Store, if they wanted to. I know that's Valve's baby at Commander, but this, we're we're thinking hypothetical here. Let me do some homework real quick. Yeah. Did you say that the gaming sphere is not the same because developers can't... Sorry, I was reading, researching THQ Nordic at the time. Did you say that indie developers can't produce the games that would get scooped up or produce to the quality that... No, no, no. I was saying they no, can we still produce... Indie devs, indie devs can still release bangers. Yeah. Okay. They don't There's still an avenue. Them. It's not okay. like they're stuck. Okay. No, thank you. Yeah, okay, they're not stuck. No, I was like going to say Hellblade, Hellblade was totally... Uh, indie from uh ninja theory and ninja theory just got scooped up by microsoft like a year ago yeah like they were indie studio they got picked up real quick they produced some triple a level stuff oh yeah dude i never played hellblade but i saw the i saw a couple of streams this crazy technical game like it, it looks so it looked like it was built by a triple a developer there's a lot of triple a like looking feel indie groups so that's what i was saying there's still an avenue that they can still sell on steam they can still published through microsoft now they still publish on other platforms sony and all that kind of stuff so there's still avenues for indie game devs i think though as the market grows bigger i still see that indie game devs make a good game and they just get bought out like that might be a new focus for game developers to like have a five main man team come out with a banger and just get bought out and that might be oh, yeah. like their whole business model now you know what i'm saying there's we're getting to that point that you can, there's one game you can name like that that's happened in the last two years what among us oh did they get bought out, out? Fucking, yeah they got bought by epic what i thought they did let me let me fact check is that true 
while he looks that up, Hellblade is on Game Pass, by the way. So if you want to play it and you have a Game Pass subscription, you could definitely play it for free because it's owned by Microsoft. Okay, then. All right. Just saying. That's actually pretty cool. I might have checked that out, man. I, I got, still got to play through. Um, oh, my God. What was the game that Liger gave me? Liger, are you here? OFI, you here? He gave me, what was it called? Anyways, doesn't matter. But yeah, I, I still think I still think there's still a market. Um, I think that the I like that the FTC is looking in on regulations for gaming. I know that's not a popular opinion for the most part, but I think that it's time. If the gaming wants to become legitimized in the markets and wants to be publicly traded, they should be publicly scrutinized, in my opinion. Because right now they're kind of running amok and doing whatever they feel like. And then there's lots of like after the fact issues like you know the sexual allegations and the the time the timing uh and overworking game developers um all that stuff is because lack of regulation and lack of oversight and Holy i think that shit. we finally can get some of that uh homework done on among us so inner sloth is the dev behind among us it is not currently owned it has not been picked up by epic and actually mm. there is drama unfolding because uh apparently fortnite launched imposters yesterday a new mode that copies the among us game mechanics oh no While among us the multiplayer game that started popular at the start of the pandemic was free on the epic game store recently epic did not collaborate with inner sloth for the new fortnite mode they straight up ripped a new map type where 10 players come in and try oh, to complete no. tasks and there's two imposters. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even change the number of imposters. Wow. <laughs> What's well, like um that game Myth of Empires, which straight up stole the source code for for Daisy. They got caught and they taken off of Steam, and now they're selling it as an exclusive title on their website. Like, Epic's choice to copy Among Us also just comes months after the company's bitter legal battle with Apple. Oh, they did okay. announce this mode like I don't know months ago. This Among Us mode, I guess. Like, I guess it just came out, but they announced it a while back. Yeah, that's crazy. Said, if if Intersloth wanted to do anything about it, they would have done it months ago. Yeah, or would have started that months ago. I don't think they. Were, I don't think they'll have a legal fight. I don't think they mm. own the right to imposter gameplay. No. I don't think they. They can't. And I don't think that Inner Sloth would even have any power given how little they've updated the game. Fair. Like, it, they, they were a small team. They started the second game. They canceled the second game. And then they've very, very slowly drip-fed new updates to the game. And I don't... Yeah, like the mods were much more so the content than the fucking they were yeah. creating. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Well, I think and it's almost time after, to end it, man. I want to try, I want to talk about Pokimane real quick. Uh, we got we got to touch base on the drama. This is this we week's drama. About, we can talk about Pokemon. Pokemon? We'll talk about Pokimane. Okay. Well, there's Main? also Pokemon drama going off also. There's Pokemon drama? Yeah, so Pokemon Legends Arceus, the new game that's getting ready to come out. Yeah. I'm just going to touch on this for like two minutes. Yeah, bring it up. The source code for it was leaked on 4chan like a week and a half ago. It's already getting emulated, and the game isn't even out yet. That's not drama. That's giant news. What the fuck? Yeah, so there's an emulator called Ryujinx, and it's emulating Arceus. <laughs> it's freezing and having a lot of crashes, but it's running, and you can get, like, maybe half an hour, 45 minutes before it crashes. 
No. So as, long as, you're, <laughs> as long as you're constantly saving, you can play Pokemon Legends Arceus right now without buying it. That's ridiculous. What kind of that's, dude? Loose lips sink ships, bro. That's insanity. Yep. They dropped the source code on 4chan. It's like fuck it. You know somebody at Nintendo did it too. They had to. Somebody yeah. that had access. Unless Nintendo's infrastructure, security infrastructure is shit, but still, it is kind of sad, Lansimus. As long as you have an NVIDIA GPU, you can run it. If it's AMD, they're working on, like, hotfixes for it, supposedly. Oh my God. That's ridiculous, yeah, that's dude. Sad. That is sad. Imagine putting in all that work to create that game, and then your game just goes out for free. Yeah, and people are all excited for Breath of the Wild dot Pokemon, and we already be able to play it, and the game's not even out yet. Well, they had the game come out. Speaking of Breath of the Wild, that came out. And they had an emulator in 4K for the game, 60 FPS. They well, had yeah, that emulated like six mods. months. Second, there's Switch mods that can get your account banned or your your hardware banned, but no, it wasn't a mod. It was a, a full emulation of the game. There's, yeah, there's Switch mods that can boost it so it's not 30 FPS hard lock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that gets you. Wait, wait. Is that like a hardware piece? I don't know. I haven't done it. Yeah, I think I might be tied to the first gen switches. I know that you can do emulation, like you can do piracy on your Switch. Yeah, you have to like, you have to like double upload your files, and then it like emulates it within your Switch. It's weird. What? Might have just mod my Switch. Just have a game. Just do it. Whatever. <laughs> See what happens. I, I watched a buddy of mine playing um, Breath of the Wild and Pokemon Sword on 60 FPS 4K. On his Switch. So. Yeah. Let me uh, get in contact with your friend. That sounds dope. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds so much fun. <laughs> Play it 60 FPS. All right, All right. Back to your Pokemon. Let's talk about Pokemon. All right. It's going to go over this because it's the, it's the drama of the week. Twitch star Ninja threatens Pokemon with legal action for alleged harassment. This is uh, by Jeremy Winslow of Kotaku. So it's basically... The Blevins have taken the Twitch beef and cooked it up for a little too long. That's the, the basically what's going on. So basically, as this has all been reported, it's super unnecessary why this is happening. Um, do you, Ian, you do know a little bit more about this? Can you summarize this easily? I mean, I don't know more any, any more than you do, but it was just, was his name? Uh... Gideon, Gideon, Gideon. Gideon did like a raid to Pokimane, had them spam something that violated terms of service. It wasn't necessarily like hate rating, but it was oh, L plus ratio. There you go. Yeah, L plus um, ratio. And then I don't. He got banned for it, and then he, for some reason, Ninja decided to. No one asked Ninja to do this, but just brought the guy on, and then he called her indirectly, uh, probably out of a misspeak, called her a bitch, and then all this kind of went to town i think at one point she just reported on it and then his wife came in and joined in the process and, and said something I, I don't it's a mess oh here here i found that part so ninja explicitly said that he texted his twitch representative to see what he could be done about uh Gideon's perma ban and there was nothing he could do and then ninja basically comes back later and says that he denied texting his twitch contact in a private message to pokimane and then he deleted, deleted the video. So basically he got caught. This is absolutely true. He made a video about it and saying that he was basically backing um, whatever, Gideon, Gideon, whoever his name is, Gideon. And uh, and then basically, and then he, he basically 
in this whole thing, and this is why it's super unnecessary, is that Pokimane calls out Ninja and says, hey, dude, why did you back him on this hate raid stuff? You know, I see you have a video of you saying this, and then he's basically backtracking saying it's slander, and he never said that. So now he's his wife has basically been messaging Pokimane saying, like, we'll see you in court. That's basically the to whole clarify, thing. Uh, she didn't even say that. She just she just pointed out and, and was informing everyone what happened. Right. She was just saying, here's here's what he sent me in a DM. And from there, like their communities just decided to start harassing her viewers, right. telling them to shoot her and all this other Jesus. crazy stuff. Welcome to and shit his wife kids. came in, Ninja's wife and yep. manager came in and sent that message threatening legal action. And I don't know if if Ninja was involved in it at all. I can see that being like a they both get heated separately or he's streaming and then she sees that and then just knee jerk reacts to it. Right. And says that, and now it's just way bigger than it needed to be. It's it just kind of got blown up, just like most Twitch drama, it just gets blown out of proportion. I mean, it's 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 basically due to live stream fails. You know what I'm saying? Like it just kind of yeah, people somebody bitches. For that. Yeah, what I mean, it's like, yeah, Shion. Yeah, you kind of walked into a shit show, bud. It's basically a shit show. Yeah, we're basically we're basically talking shit. But it's it kind of makes so like X Twitch drama is nothing new. There's always been some kind of Twitch drama. Like every single week, live stream fails brings up something new about Twitch drama. Like there's Twitch drama of uh Mia Khalifa, who was it getting on Twitch and then hitting on Mizkif, I believe, and That's then like a year and a half old. Right, but then now <laughs> it's what's the there's another Mia, who's got who was Malkova. with Makova. She apparently kiss some dude on stream while she has a boyfriend like there's always some kind of drama every single fucking week and it feels like most of the top streamers that's what's progressing it's like the new meta the new meta is the drama whether it's watching tv shows like the tv meta there's also there's a hot tub meta from six months ago there's always some kind of new meta and this just keeps them in the news you know what i'm so saying got banned because he watched death note and fucking uh naruto he watched like three seasons of naruto and reacted to it yeah the reaction content man is it's good because it's consistent there's always something new to react to but the same thing is like twitch drama feels like the same way it's just another form of reaction content because then this person says this and then this person reacted to this tweet Welcome to and just... foxnews.tv smile yeah basically let's stir up some drama guys see what type of coverage we can get we're not getting any coverage we don't have we're not making 50 million dollars a stream so <laughs> there's no coverage here <laughs> we got no drama over here nah man i just it's weird to see twitch growing so popular with more and more broadcasters every single month and then this is the kind of content that's in the news. It just seems like, I don't know, it kind of sucks, in my opinion. But, you know, Pay My Money Webby, we were just talking about him before the podcast. He's all reactionary. And his podcast, you know, his podcast, but his streams are fucking hilarious. So it's not like reaction content's bad by any means. It just seems like it's the new norm, I guess. Whereas Twitch started with gaming and it just kind of, it's just evolving, I guess. I'm just getting, I'm old man, man. I'm getting used to it. I don't know if it's the norm. I think it's, again, just because there's just no games. You, how many people are doing like GTA RP? Uh, let's just go down the list. You got Tarkov, you have people playing PUBG. You have people going back to Fortnite. There's just no games, just like had, no. Yeah, we just had Apex ALGS. Now it's over. So we're waiting until fucking 
season 12 for new content right and then you got tarkov's had their monthly reset so they're in a kind of a weird position uh destiny is on a holding pattern until fucking witch, witch queen. queen yeah which yeah vaughn vaughn and uh some of the old fun fortunate guys are like are you in level to get a comeback for destiny oh. i was like fuck no no nah, i'm good i'm off that train forever dude i can't get back on i'm good fuck lev, lev can't even get enough sleep his night without playing destiny <laughs> i'm good yeah if, if destiny comes into play i'm going to bed at four and waking up at seven every day i'm good <laughs> we'll pass i just need to get this kill i need to kill this boss here let me Blah. feed the baby exactly it's gonna happen baby's gonna be strapped right here just zombie mode <laughs> uh, Liv, did you like that snipe shot well since yin is here yin what are some games you're interested in playing in 2022 is there anything big oh no i was not prepared for this question no i have absolutely no idea what's coming out i have no idea what's in the pipeline i have no idea i've got you covered okay what's what you got sign two nope god of war ragnarok I didn't. I, I'm interested in watch. I watch games more than I play them now. Fair I just enough. don't have enough time to finish them. Uh, Breath of the Wild two. Yeah, I'll probably play that. Yeah. Uh, probably. Lego <laughs> Star Wars complete or fucking Skywalker Saga, which actually looks really good from the gameplay review they released. Star Wars is coming out again. Really? Okay, so coming out with a Lego Star Wars huh. Skywalker saga. Lost me at Lego. It's all nine movies. Lost me at Lego, bro. They're oh. releasing it open world, fully optimizable mm, with okay. skills, combos, and they're releasing it with mumble mode. Fuck. And what's mm. epic is yep. they had the fucking in their trailer for it. They had a post credit scene where it's still in mumble mode. So it's the "I am your father" scene, but it's Rook. Blah, 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 blah. And then Luke's like, nah. no, so what? Fucking... <laughs> no, what? no, yeah. I will share the trailer to you. I don't want it. I don't want it. Dude, I want some mumble Darth Vader Lego version. I'm good. I'll pass. It's like you saw where they had like what? Um, God mode Shaggy in that fighting game, the DC fighting game with all the oh, characters the... like Looney Tunes fights Scooby Doo. It's like what is happening? Arya Stark fights Shaggy. <laughs> Why? Why are they making that? I still don't like that game. It hasn't even come out yet, dude. Okay, uh, Sheehan was asking, prepared. "How? Oh, did you guys discuss how PlayStation exclusive games are now moving over to Xbox? Do you mean the opposite? What is this? What did you share? What is this crap? That's the Star Wars trailer. I'm good. I'm kicking it. No, I'm good. Good. Pass don't on be that. bitch made. No, I'm not doing it. I'm good. Okay, I gotta. I just want to play odds a on, normal one. Gonna, odds on, I'm probably gonna stream this game. Oh, I know you will. Mm, like, e yeah. for everybody. <sighs> Sir. A young dreamer becomes. I think. I don't think there's any plans for them to debut any PlayStation exclusives on Xbox. Yeah. At present, I don't think. I think they might later on to try and get the the laggards behind, but I think that they would really just rather push the additional hardware like go yeah. buy a ps5 if you want to play it you know? yeah. or buy pc yeah yeah i'm fine with playing on pc yeah yeah i don't uh, see that changing all right guys well i think we hit everything is there any last minute things that we didn't hit about i think we pretty much nailed in the coffin um so to summarize yen thoughts on good or yay or nay good or bad 
Oh, I know one Yin's gonna play. I'm brain farted it. Elden Ring. Yeah, oh, yeah. that's what I was gonna say. Uh, yeah. Horizon, the new Horizon, Elden Ring. Um, I think there's a Saints Row reboot coming. Sorry, we went back to the last yeah. question. Uh, I don't know if it's, a, know if it's a reboot, but it, it it's like, is it a remaster of three or is it? A... No, it's like it's a reboot from what I understand. They're just rebooting it. Yeah, Saints Row unreleased date. Uh, Stalker two. Um, <laughs> I'm not really looking forward to the game as much as I'm looking forward to the dumpster fire of the uh, the Sonic Frontiers. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, that has, that's... that's a cool concept. It's a cool concept. Um, it's gonna be a dumpster fire though. You're right uh space what hmm? the warhammer space marine oh. i might play that i that don't too, know yeah. maybe it's like third person shooter horde mode zombie but it actually looks like a complete rebuild from the ground up we'll see we'll see how it comes um, out because i haven't seen a good one of those games that like, game I, that was teased in game awards the forespoken looked really good forespoken looks interesting there's another one that looks like that 80s retro like destiny game whatever that was yeah it's like it looks like destiny you can like jump on giant robots or whatever and that kind of game we, oh, we should have last uh, time whatever it was called fuck i know what it, yeah i know the one you're talking about it, it like 80s like retro mix, shit oh it looked like a mix of well no you're saying the the setting looked like destiny but it was like boots on the ground versus giant robots yeah um, basically shit the aesthetic is third person it looks like tom clancy game i don't think game. it's coming out this year i think it's 2023 probably I can't imagine. There's going to be a ton of games that are get, you know, yeah. I'm guessing 40% of games are actually going to release this year. I still see, I don't see a lot of the games coming out. You know, there's nothing really good. I, I really just want to see a good fucking MMO. I was really bummed about New World. You know, I really want to get a good, decent. I know Lost Ark's coming out soon, but I played Lost Ark and we talked about it last time on the podcast. It's, I don't know. We'll see how it goes. I want to see what they're how they're going to handle the Western release before I decide to dive into that. I don't want to spend too much time on that, honestly. Um, yeah, we'll see what happens for next time. Kind of curious if Starfield is going to be good or not. I think it's a, going to be a hot pile of garbage. <laughs> Personally, show me one gameplay clip. Oh, show me one. Uncharted. Uncharted's getting a PS5 uh, remaster, Legacy Thieves Collection. But why? You can't buy a PS5 for the 10 people who own one <laughs> assassin's creed the Ezio collections being released to switch uh, i also see uh, do you think gta 6 will come out this year i think gta 6 has a higher chance of dropping before skyrim 2 does gran turismo 7 tiny tina's wonderland i don't think gta 6 i, I think gta 6 needs another year it's how long was it between four or four and five? Oh, between a long time wind and Skyrim? No, GTA. No, uh, like four years. And GTA, why would they change anything for GTA 5? And they're making hand over fist right now. They're making so much uh, money on that game. Also, Yin, Stalker 2, the release date's December 8th. Heck yeah. That's basically Not next year. Yeah. All right, 2008 to 2013. Uh, okay, yeah, so we are due for a uh, <laughs> Grand Theft Auto 6, aren't we? Holy shit. Oh, yeah, it's been a while. I mean, they've been raking in the dough on Grand Theft Auto 5. And it, now with RP being so popular, it's even gotten more crazy. There's really no need for a, 
I mean, if I was the game developer, I'd be like, dude, we're killing it over here. Like, we don't need a new one. Skyrim sells so damn much, they haven't been able to come up with an Elder Scrolls 6. <laughs> There's no reason. Skyrim's been selling uh, like crazy. Sifu, that yeah, like, fighting karate, game. kung fu-style fighting game I showed you is coming out soon. Yeah. That's in February. There's no blockbuster um, games coming out, though. Kind of like Dying smaller Light indie viz. Yeah, Dying Light 2 next month, and... Uh, Life is Strange Remastered Collection, Sifu, Lost Ark, King of Fighters 15, Warhammer 3, um, Horizon Forbidden West is February 18th, Witch Queen's February 22nd, Elden Ring's February 25th. I'll be playing that so, on stream. I know I will. Next I'll month go through a playthrough. does have quite a bit. March's yeah. kind of a meh. Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Dawn of Ragnarok DLC. Uh, Tiny Tina's and Lost Ark. Yeah. Yeah, April, so nothing too crazy. Sons of Forest. Forspoken has, comes out in May. Uh, Cuphead's getting its last DLC in June. Cuphead's getting a TV show. Are they getting a TV show? I what? Think so. uh, August is the release date of your last Saints Row game. Or the new yeah, Saints they're Row getting game. a show on Netflix. No shit. That seems comes crazy. out on February 18th. I still didn't see if there's a release date for replaced. For replaced. That Octopath similar game I liked. Oh yeah, yeah, okay. Elden Ring is gonna be another Dark Souls. I don't have a problem with that. I want more Dark Souls, so I'm perfectly fine with that. Get rid of Sekiro, bring back that Dark Souls style. Yeah, get rid of yeah. Sekiro and Neo. Bring back True Souls. Yeah, I am. Perfectly fine with Elden Ring being exactly the same game. It could be other than a carbon copy with the same mechanics, nothing innovated, and I'd be fine with it. Yeah. Now we've got four-legged combat. Yeah, that, I'm down to be some crazy horse. horse jumping stuff. Oh yeah, hundred percent. I'm waiting for the horse jumping glitches, dude. Like you just go off the map or under the map, that kind of shit. Dude, I'm dude, I'm ready for the uh, the the mods that are gonna come out. They're gonna be crazy. I already know. Oh yeah, Dune was getting that RTS game. I know that looks like complete trash. It looks like it was built. Uh, what was that Northgard? It looks like Northgard style, Civ um, Six type game. Gotham Knights is coming out. Uh, uh, yeah, there's nothing else that's like been officially announced yeah. that we're all waiting on release dates. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what comes out. But all right, guys, let's go ahead and wrap this bad boy up. Yin, where can people find you nowadays, man? Nowhere. I am okay. in my hole. Do not <laughs> mention. He's Do not bother me. I am alone. Do not disturb. He's in Genshin and once a week Battlefield. Yeah, Genshin pretty much all the time. I am on Genshin. <laughs> Find him on Genshin. <laughs> find him on Genshin. Uh, and then you'll find me, twitch.tv, Zion Yeet, and I'll probably be streaming either God of War or Apex Friday, Saturday nights this upcoming week. And next week, episode 58, uh, we'll have to see you then. We don't know what we're covering next week, but we're going to try to bring on, I think I'm going to reach out to Wish or possibly someone else who I've talked to before about bringing on as podcast guest. Yeah, that'd be sweet. 
Yeah, we're going to go ahead and, uh, guys, thank you for the being on the podcast today. Appreciate you guys being here and coming to hang out and talk a little bit. We'll see what happens with the Activision Microsoft stuff. We'll keep you guys in the news. Uh, make sure to follow us. Come check me out uh, at Leveled AF on Twitch or Twitter or anywhere you want to see us. But uh, more importantly, if you guys are listening at home, come check us out live. We're uh, live every Sunday at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, so come check us out. And if you haven't, Already followed us on Spotify. I will link it in chat. Follow us on Spotify or anywhere that you listen to podcasts. We are all over the place. Um, and we're going to rock from there. Yin, thanks for being on, man. Appreciate the insights. I think it was a great chat. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening, everyone. Appreciate you all. Uh, we're going to go drop this off over at Vaughn Champion, who is streaming right now. This is like a wild logo. unicorn. <laughs> yeah, he's streaming with a new logo. Smile. With a new logo. So we're going to go stream him. Guys, thank you so much. It's been less than average. You motherfuckers have a great day. Peace.